In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet you in the greeting words of peace. We say it in our original tongue of Arabic, the language of our ancestors. Assalamu alaikum. And of course, those words mean peace be unto you. Welcome to the Nation of Islam Sunday broadcast. We thank you for making the decision to be with us this morning. And whether it is physical or virtual, we thank Allah for your time and your attention. In a world filled with death, disaster, and destruction, it is our mission to share with you the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and demonstrated by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. In the Holy Quran, which is the scripture of the book of those who believe in God, it says in chapter 2, verse 138, we take Allah's color, and who is better than Allah at coloring? And we are his worshipers. To take on Allah's coloring means to take on his mind and his perspective and learn how he views things. So as each presenter comes before you this morning, we want you to put away any preconceived notions, put away any ideas of what you think the Muslims are, what you think the teachings are, and allow Allah to speak to you through each and every presenter that will come before you this morning. To start us off, please welcome Student Minister Jeffrey Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all in the greeting words of peace of Assalamu alaikum. The scripture says that the Lord appeared to us saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches, and I quote, how does Allah express his love? He expresses his love and the quintessential beauty of his nature by what he creates and what he does for what he creates and through what he creates. Allah, as a creator, starts painting on the canvas of space out of the beauty of his own nature. He gives us the sun, moon, stars, galaxies, earth, mountains, flowers, and all kinds of different creatures. When you look at the flowers, insects, and the animal world, you see this huge array of creatures that manifest his infinite wisdom and power and his matchless beauty. The color only he can give in flowers. This is the beauty of his nature. Allah not only creates a thing, but he nurtures what he creates. He sustains and maintains what he creates. He provides everything it needs to grow to its eventual perfection. That is a mighty God. Think about a God who has created everything that you and I see and provides for every creature, even from the smallest all the way to the largest. What kind of God is this? This is a mighty God. What did we do to deserve this? If we want to understand his love, it is written in the scripture that God says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. In the past, references were made to the removal or altering of bricks and other objects to oppress a people. Now the removal of voting rights, rollback of civil rights, decrease in proper education, inferior housing and substandard food, the continued injustice and the ever-increasing wage gap. We are that people that are greatly afflicted 
and oppress. So according to the scripture, the Lord of creation is going to visit a nation and a people. And a visit by God produces magnificent results. We are witnesses to this magnificent results because we see the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and we see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. These are the magnificent results of God being among us. So for those that follow them, it says in the scriptures, who shall separate us from this kind of love? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution or famine, nakedness, peril or sword? No, we are more than conquerors. No height, no depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is demonstrated through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Brothers and sisters, please help me as I bring to the podium Brother Jair Muhammad. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but he who appeared to us in the person of Master Far Muhammad, to whom praises are due forever. I bear witness that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is his messenger Messiah, and I bear witness that the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is our divine leader, teacher, God, and warner among us today. It is in their names that I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. I would like to first start off by thanking Almighty God, Allah, and his representative among the people today, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his national assistant, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad, for allowing me the distinct honor and privilege of humbly standing before you all this morning. Brothers and sisters, we truly are blessed and highly favored today. We have been blessed by Almighty God, Allah, with his perfect choice of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who some would consider with our limited understanding, not the most eloquent in speech. He may not have gone past the fourth grade of education of this world, but what he was teaching us in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, all the way up until 75, the scholars of this world are still trying to catch up with what he taught us. So yeah, he may not have gotten the scholarship of this world, but as the scripture says, the wisdom of this word is considered foolishness with God. Brothers and sisters, when Allah chooses one out of the pile, he's not thinking of that one alone, but he's thinking of the one whose condition of heart is most capable of giving back to the rest of the pile because his love is not for some, but his love is for all he came for. The heart of both the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is fashioned and made in a way that they are able to love us better than we ever knew to love ourselves despite how much they suffer and endure because they were made for us. Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad said last week so beautifully, he said the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is because we are. So Allah does not choose the way that we choose. We may choose the one who we believe is the most eloquent in speech, the one who we believe is the, most, the best dressed or the most handsome or beautiful, but Allah sees past, sees past the physical and looks into the condition of heart to find one that he can mold, shape, and make into himself. And through that one, he will produce a nation of gods. Allah says in the Holy Quran that when a people stray from his straight path and begin living opposite the will of God, out of his abundance of mercy, he always raises up 
a messenger or prophet in every nation to lead, teach, and guide the people back to the straight path of Allah that they might be successful. Prophet Muhammad was raised from among his people. Moses was raised from among his people. Noah was raised from among his people because at a certain point, they, de- they deviated and needed that of guidance and warning. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said in the monumental book, The Fall of America, which we are living in currently, quote, messengers are never sent. They are always raised in the midst of those whom Allah would warn so that they can't claim that they did not understand the language of the messenger or say that he was a foreigner or a stranger. He said the messenger is one from them. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad was raised from amongst us to lead, teach, and guide us, to love us, and to reverse the effects of, slave ma- of the slave master and their children and what they have done to us. No people in the annals of history have gone through what the black man and woman of America have gone through. We were brought here on a westerly course in the year 1555, as the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us. Now our enemy tried to tell us that we came here in the year 1619. Well, they lied. We were brought here on a westerly course on a ship named Jesus and forced into servitude slavery for over 400 years. Our people were broken, beaten, hung, lynched, our women abused and raped. We were turned inside out and upside down and have followed after the ways of the slave masters and their children living in direct rebellion to God. Our condition was so bad and our moaning and our groaning, like Brother Jeffrey said, reached into heaven. And God said that he would not just send a prophet or just send a messenger, but he said that he would come himself to see if what he heard was exactly what he heard. And God would not come and destroy the nation himself because why would the Lord of creation bother himself with such a weak foe as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? But what God would do is so cold, excuse my expression, but God would raise one from amongst the despised and rejected, one of the slaves, and he would deposit in that one knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and he would deposit in that man and give that one the power to resurrect the dead, the mentally, morally, economically dead people, and give them life. And he would give this man the power to crush the wicked and set justice in the earth. That one is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the man that will be right by his side is the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Brothers and sisters, as I close, all praises due to Allah. Allah always raises up one from amongst the people because he best knows the struggle. He best knows the pain and the hurt and the hardships that the people that he is among go through. So he can best speak into the hearts of those whom he is among and can produce a change that no other person or no other man could produce. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that he was so deep in the mud of civilization that only his eyes could be seen. So he knew best our condition because he was right in it with us. But Almighty God, Allah cleaned him up, taught him supreme wisdom that no human being on this planet can defeat. And he was raised from amongst us to give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And we thank Almighty God, Allah, for him leaving with us his aid and his helper, our teacher, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It is in their name that I would like to leave you as I came with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Please bring to the rostrum Brother Shaheed Muhammad. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all with the greeting words of peace of assalamu alaikum. How are you all feeling? How's everyone thinking? 
praise be to Allah. We would like to begin with the beautiful, marvelous, magnificent Holy Quran, Surah 24, Ayat 21. O you who believe, follow not the footsteps of the devil. And whoever follows the footsteps of the devil, surely he commands indecency and evil. And were it not for Allah's grace on you in his mercy, not one of you would ever have been pure, but Allah purifies whom he pleases, and Allah is hearing, knowing. Family, it is explicitly evident that humanity is following not only the footsteps, but the culture, the mind, the lifestyle, and the machinations of Satan and his minions. Indecency, evil, and wickedness are dangerously ubiquitous and widespread across the country and the globe. The horrific metamorphosis of man and woman, orchestrated and engineered by Satan, has reduced the masses of the people to a savage, animal-like existence. Humanity is in dire need of change. We need a change of heart, a change of mind, a change of behavior, and a change of ways. Change must come. Transformation is mandatory for all humankind. The white man is in need of transformation. The yellow man is in need of transformation. The brown man and the red man are all in need of transformation. But no one is in more dire straits in need of transformation than a black man and woman in the wilderness of North America. The question on our minds should be, who has the power to transform? Who has the Supreme Reformation program, methodology and wisdom that can produce a 180 degree change in the black man and woman in particular, but the entire human family in general? Any transformation program must be buttressed and have at its nucleus the mind, spirit, and power of Allah God, or it will be impotent to affect change. Minister Farrakhan teaches us it is the word of God that has transformative power. We bear witness to one and only one individual that was raised, taught, trained directly from the mouth of Allah God. We know one individual who is the embodiment of the word of God. One individual whom Allah God placed his mind and spirit into and granted him transformative power. That one is none other than the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And that transformative power was transferred and transmitted to his supreme student, his quintessential representative, the modern-day Jesus in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. These two have been the most successful in transforming the lives, the minds, the hearts, and the spirits of countless millions all over the planet Earth. That body of knowledge, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, is the one and only transformative message, transformative program, and transformative power 
that will produce real change in us. It is the message we need to renew, revitalize, and reinvigorate our minds. Each Sunday, we invite you to hear, investigate, examine, and probe the most powerful spiritual teachings on the planet Earth. Today, we will be blessed to hear that illuminating, transformational message of truth from one of the finest, highly acclaimed, highly rated student ministers of the Nation of Islam. A warm-hearted and compassionate student minister, pastor, counselor, and believer who is deeply concerned and sensitive to the plight and condition of not only the black man and woman in America, but throughout the world and of oppressed people around the globe. Our speaker today has been persistent and consistent in engineering, innovating, and exquisitely arranging targeted and focused messages rooted in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that have provided much needed spiritual invigoration, inspiration, and rejuvenation. This brother and friend and warrior for truth, liberation, and freedom has a uniquely gifted command of the scriptures, a tremendous love for God and his people, and an intense burning and desire to see the upliftment and resurrection of humanity. Family, friends, companions, and comrades, it is with tremendous jubilation, immeasurable exuberance, that I have the golden opportunity and distinct privilege to bring back to the microphone, live at Mas Mariam, one of the most dynamic, electrifying, and thought-provoking student ministers, our beloved student minister, Ishmael Muhammad. Thank you. Praise belongs to Allah. Thank you, brother student, Minister Shaheed Muhammad, for your very, very humble introduction. I'm just honored to be a servant of Allah and his messenger, let me say it a little different. I'm humbled to be a striving servant because once we think we are what we have not become, there's a tendency to not struggle anymore. So I am hopeful and prayerful that I can be a good servant of Allah and his Messiah and you. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, we thank Allah for his goodness. We thank Allah for his mercy. 
we thank Allah for his guidance. As a student and follower of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I cannot thank Allah enough for his merciful intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Muhammad for raising from the black man of America, his messenger Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and giving to us today from himself, a divine leader, teacher, guide, and warner in the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We greet you once again with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. There are a few things that I would like to share on this topic, the struggle of life and the power in darkness from the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to give us a better perspective on life. And with the help of Allah, aid us in overcoming difficulty, adversity, these events that come into our life that are life-altering and can become life-threatening. Allah in the Qur'an, in the third chapter, I believe it's the 190th verse, in the creation of the heavens, and the earth and the alternation of the night and the day, they are surely signs for men of understanding. Well, inasmuch as we know that the day gives way to the night, and the night gives way to the day. The question is, do we understand what we see and know in the heavens and the earth? And what are the lessons that God wants to give to us as our lives revolve and make a revolution like the earth that rotates on its axis that produce the night and the day. Day gives way to night, night gives way to day. So it is with life life conditions, life situations. 
What we want is to not get stuck in a night. So in the alternation of the day and the night, these are surely signs for men of understanding. So a sign, as our great teacher has taught us, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, a sign points you to something bigger and greater than itself. So if there is a sign in the night and in the day and it points us to something bigger or greater than itself, Allah is giving that to human beings because you are greater than the night and the day, greater and have more value than the sun, the moon, and the star. So we have said in these lectures from the Holy Quran that Allah created man to face difficulties. Certainly, we have created, or we have certainly created man to face difficulties. And then Allah says to us in the Quran, surely with difficulty is ease. And it comes right back to re-emphasize the point. With difficulty is ease. So difficulty and ease are companions of each other. Then Allah says in the Quran that he does not lay on any soul a burden beyond that which he, God, has given it. Allah brings about ease after difficulty. So the term ease, and all of us want ease. But how do we go about relieving ourselves of a burden? The term ease denotes relief. Freedom from embarrassment or constraint. Freedom from pain or discomfort. We're going to try and take this on the level of our people and our people's suffering, but never lose the individual suffering and the difficulties that are in each of our lives personally. The context of this verse comes to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, who was given a heavy assignment from Allah and a weighty word in the revelation he received from Almighty God Allah for the whole of humanity.
Revelation is knowledge from God. Without divine knowledge, the human being cannot develop. The human being cannot grow and evolve to fulfill the purpose of life in accord with the will of God. So Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he had to endure the rejection of his own people. He had to face and overcome opposition he suffered from those who vehemently opposed him. The prophet suffered, brothers and sisters, persecution, being evil spoken of, falsely charged, lied on. Every servant messenger of God has to suffer these things for the sake of truth. Because it's only by means of truth in a world of falsehood and wickedness that the people can be freed from. And that's why Jesus did not offer anything else but truth for the people to be freed by. You shall know what? And the truth shall set you free. The truth about who? The truth about what? The truth about the reality of God. The truth about a world, the what? A world that all of us have been born into and are trying our very best to advance our lives and survive in a world that is diametrically opposed to the will, way, and law of God. And this alone puts pressure on the minds of the people on our planet to have to live under these conditions. Thank God the world of the enemy is breaking up, falling apart, and we are at the end. So the prophet suffered all of these things, being rejected, being envied and hated. But he gained the victory by his faith in Allah. <clears throat> The prophet himself suffered from deep anxiety for humanity. So much so that this weighed on the prophet's heart. Every prophet and messenger worked to the point of exhaustion to get that message over and they want to see the people relieved from the burden that the people carry. Some of it is imposed by the enemy. Some of it is self-imposed. <laughs> so the prophet 
was so weighed down by deep anxiety that Allah had to tell the prophet, perhaps thou wilt kill thyself with grief because they believe not. You are not responsible for the people's belief or their disbelief. You, the prophet, are responsible for a clear delivery of the message. So before these verses, I'm giving you the context out of which Allah says, surely with difficulty is ease and with difficulty is ease. But before that is said, Allah is talking to the prophet and he says to the prophet, have we not expanded for thee thy breast and removed from thee thy burden which weighed down thy back and exalted for thee thy mention. The breast is what provides a substance from the female, a food, a rich nourishment for the baby. The breast expands and fills itself up with milk. But when we breathe in, our chest or our breast is what? Expanded. So in the expansion by the inhaling of knowledge, we expand our consciousness, we expand our horizon, and we expand our understanding of things. Does that make sense? Breast. Breasting the waves, it denotes to contend with resolutely, face and move forward against or through something. You cannot face the problems in your life or move forward with your life except you have a power and an energy that accompanies you that can get you through the night to the dawn of a new day, a new reality in your life. Breasts to climb, ascend. So how can any of us be relieved of a burden? Without the expansion of knowledge and how can any of us find relief from a difficult situation without God? I know you and I think we can do it. And every time we think like that and proceed with what we think we know, we keep making a mess of an already messy situation. So the Bible says, lean not on thy own understanding, but acknowledge God in all thy ways and he will direct your path. 
do we consider God before we make decisions and choices? If we only considered him and consulted with him in this, that, or the other, the outcome and the results would be better because God knows best. How does he know best? You know, parents tell their children they should not do this, they should not go there, you shouldn't associate with this person. The parent has been on the road longer than your little self that just got here. So it's almost offensive and insulting <laughs> to tell somebody who's been here 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Now, there are some things that, respectfully, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but in practical things, when they tell you, stay away from that, that's because they had an experience. Mm. All of us experiment with what? Knowledge. We experiment with what we know, and then we do the very opposite of what we know, therefore we gain an experience. The experience is passed on. God from the beginning has been struggling and studying his own creation to pass the benefit of that knowledge from the experiment that produced the experience that we could advance life toward perfection. How, does you, how do you become a Noah? The same way that Allah, God, becomes the Noah. And what is that? A process of learning. See, that's spookism. God just knows. Knowing implies that you are informed. So how does this entity called God just pop out and have all knowledge and all wisdom except he went through a process of learning and studying himself to become the all knower. So the difference between God and you is that he has a superior knowledge and he shares that superior knowledge with his fellow human beings. Y'all all right? So the prophets and messengers that we read of in the scriptures are introducing to us the only power that exists. And their, brothers and sisters, complete reliance on 
God that made them successful in life, successful with the assignment and the mission that God laid on their shoulders. And those who follow the messenger of God, their faith is rewarded with ease and relief from every difficulty and under any trial that came or comes into the life of a believer. One, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said in this beautiful book that I hope you will get, Closing the Gap. And we're trying to close the gap between us and God and close the gap one with the other. There are too many gaps among us. And that's why our community is disintegrating because we call it the hood. Well, that's a hood that has no relationship with the neighbor. It's not a neighborhood. It's just a hood. So we have to bridge the gap and the separation that has been caused by things that have happened between us as brothers, things that have happened in the family, things that have happened that cause the break and the separation of husband and wife that have an effect on children. And that's why Allah hates divorce. The minister one day said to me, you know, son, divorce is a selfish act because we only think about how we are being personally affected. But now children have come from that union. And if your heart is broken from something that your husband did or your wife did, that break causes children to break and the broken heart produces broken hearts because now the unit the cohesion the bond and what the bond and the cohesion and the unity gives to security and stability, particularly for a child that's growing and developing. So most of us have had to suffer a break in family structure. And it has had an effect on how we approach life, how we live life, and impacts decisions and choices 
that we make. So we said from this rostrum that all of us are victims of circumstances and conditions that we did not create. And each of us is the effect of a cause that we did not create. So the affected is reacting and responding from being affected by a cause that they have absolutely no control over. This is so the child is in pain. And again, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said to me one day, he said, son, if you could crawl up into the heart of the children to feel their pain. See? We're always responding and reacting out of how we feel personally affected. But every decision, every choice that we make when we have a family, they are affected by the decisions and choices that we make as parents. Y'all all right? Wow. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, one can never overcome the natural obstacles and impediments to one's growth without faith in God. And that tells us that this that is in front of us is not an, an, an immovable object. So Jesus said, if you had faith, the grain of a mustard seed. You could say to the mountain, be removed and it would be so. Or you could say to the sycamore tree, be uprooted and be planted in the depth of the sea. Faith in God is the prerequisite to overcome adversity. I'm going to say that again. Faith in God is the prerequisite to overcome adversity. Some of us don't want God until you're in trouble. Some of us say we're non-believers in God until you are in a predicament. Then you call out. You cry out to a higher power than yourself because you know you don't have the power to extricate yourself from a predicament except that you receive grace, mercy, and help by a higher power than yourself. Can I get a witness? So faith in God is the prerequisite to overcome adversity. With a Muslim, when we say, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, 
in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. It is a prayer seeking the help of Allah to help us in whatever we are engaged in. And then the minister further writes, is there anything that we cannot do with the help of God and belief that you have his support? This is why the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said to me when David went after Goliath, he picked up five smooth stones from a brook, but he only used one. He said that one was Bismillah in the name of Allah, belief in God. So every prophet of God, the one person, brothers and sisters, was able to do just magnificent things in the name and with the help of God. Now look, difficulties are a natural part of life. Adversity is a natural part of life. Problems are a natural part of life, but we are not to run from them, but as our teacher has taught us, we are to face them. There's always a solution for any problem that we might face, and there's always someone that we can turn to for help. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan again shared with us that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that adversity accompanied God's self-creation. Mm. I want you to follow these next few minutes with these words from the teacher. So it's natural for adversity to accompany everything of value. And it must be accompanied by adversity. Adversity, the minister said, becomes the mother out of which creativity and the genius or the spirit of God is made manifest. Each of us are possessors of a gift. And there is no artist, no celebrity, no athlete that you see the display of that gift, that talent that did not suffer adversity and pain in their life. And the pain and the adversity manifested the great gift of singing, the great gift and talent that is displayed before the world. But when you look into their lives, you see struggle, you see difficulty, you see pain. And they redirected their anger against this, that, or the other and used it in a productive way in the development of their gift. then there are some of us that have not even discovered our gift. But with the adversity in your and my life, that which God has given to you that makes you uniquely special, 
God did not rob anyone. He's no robber. And if you see a gift manifested from your sister, manifested from your brother, that's the glory of God. But the gift that's manifested from your brother or your sister is a reflection of a gift that God has put in you. So don't preoccupy yourself with somebody else's gift and then develop the disease of envy in your heart because you don't think well envy is worse because the envious person feels they were robbed of their gift envy is a terrible disease but we all go through feelings of jealousy on, when somebody else shines and something in you says, I'm a star too. You just don't see my sparkle. So some of us go to blot out the light of this star. That's shining in the heavens. It's been raised above. So I want to put out that light, thinking that by putting out that light, my light will shine. No, you go further into obscurity when you try to rob somebody else of what is theirs. Does that make sense? Look at this. Out of the darkness of space and the adversity of overcoming nothingness came sun, moon, stars, life, all forms of life. So when one is created in the image of God, that means that adversity will accompany that life. Are you in the image of God? Hmm. We're going to go further. This is why the Quran says that Allah has ordained struggle. The minister goes on to tell us and teach us that struggle means that there is something that you must move against that is a natural impediment to prove yourself. Should I say that again? Struggle means that there is something that you must move against that is a natural impediment to prove yourself. Sometimes we can get so frustrated in moving against that impediment that we lose the will, we lose the desire to struggle, to fight, to contend. And we throw up our hands. I give up. Now you really set yourself back. Y'all all right? What flows from that is a creation oneself 
that glorifies God. Mm. Well, what about God? Does God face adversity? See, until our concept of God is altered and God made real as yourself in his image, then a spooky concept of God will never bring out the power of God that is lying up in you, ready to be manifested. Y'all all right? So does God face adversity? What about the making of a God? Mm. The minister said, quote, if we are created from God, then the adversity that he went through to evolve into himself shows us the path of all things to come to that point or place in development that God intended. Our life has been designed by the creator, which is after himself. Meaning we are a reproduction of the creator himself. God allowed everything to create after its own kind. So the law of nature is everything reproduces after itself. And that's why you have in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, and in the word Genesis, you have the word gene which has to do with the base or the beginning or the birth of something. Mm. A gene is the basic physical and functional unit of heredity. It's a part of a cell that controls or influences growth, appearance, uh-oh, Hereditary is the passing on of physical or mental characteristics genetically from one generation to another. Hereditary is also called inheritance. What is your and my inheritance from God? <clears throat> Your DNA links you all the way to the creator and the originator himself. You're looking for a power outside of yourself and it's sitting in yourself all the time. <laughs> to mind it. Mind and mind. Bringing up this invaluable part of yourself. So if gene and the genes are coded and they pass on information, Generation from generation, you marvel at a computer. And the brain cells, they're trillions 
of neurons and within the DNA, and you see how in the development of computers, it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and a little chip carrying what? Billions of bits of information. You are the supercomputer. You upload, you download. And you got a hard drive. <laughs> the problem is you're not able to open up windows. Something has got into your system that has froze your function. So when your computer or your device freezes after numerous times, what do you do? Shut it down. Restart it. Reboot it. Too many programs running at the same time. You got too many programs running in your head. And none of them are the right programming for your function in life. The white man's system of things. The way you're designed, it's incompatible. And you keep downloading, and you keep downloading, and you keep downloading, and it keeps freezing, and it keeps freezing, and every window of opportunity continues to close. What works for him, good, but it don't work for you. He may be operating on a droid platform or operating system. Maybe you're the Apple. And the two systems are just incompatible. And you haven't developed software to run programs that can be run mutually on both operating systems. Am I making a little sense? Just bringing technology. So look at this. <clears throat> Genesis, the gene, which has to do with the base or the beginning or the birth of something. So we are the inheritance and have been given an inheritance from God. Ooh. And it's all in you. When you come to mosque, you're not so much coming so that God can be put in you, but that God can be brought out of you. Real religion is not about conversion. Why should you be converted? I just need to know the truth about me and the truth about my connection and relationship with 
God. So our great teacher, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, is always feeding the greater of he that is in you and the greater of he that is in me, the greater of he that is in us than he that is in the world. Feeding on your genetic coding. Feeding on the power that is in the darkness of our minds that is the light that is in the darkness. Y'all all right? Mm. So the scripture says ye are all gods, children of the most high God. Then the book of John says ye are all, ye, you are of God, my little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are from God. The he here that is in the world is interpreted to refer to Satan. And we have not overcome Satan. But Christ... Mm, he wins against Satan. Mm. Christ is anointed with power and wisdom to crush Satan. Mm. That's why all in Christ are saved. Mm. All in Christ take on the power and the spirit of God that is in Christ to remove the immovable objects that are in our life, to remove the impediments that are in our life, to crush and defeat the forces of darkness that swallow me up and make it a part of itself. So Christ is given to a world as a light in the darkness. Mm. Y'all all right? I, I, I hope you are because I'm excited. I mean, you know, the word of God is just so invigorating, so inspiring, so revealing, so the he here that is in the world is interpreted to refer to Satan and we're working on overcoming Satan, the Satan of self and the Satan outside of self. But this passage can also be taken as the he that is in you and me. There is a power, brothers and sisters, in each of us that represents God. So now in this book of Genesis in the Bible, it's telling us in the beginning. It doesn't tell you when that beginning was, but it's letting you know there was a beginning. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, 
let there be light. Now, the author of this is not God. It's Moses, which was written in 4004 B.C. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, how could the earth be void and without form yet hold water? It's not talking about the physical earth that is void and without form. Moses is talking to a people. Mm. And he's saying to the children of Israel, as the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, you were without form and void and darkness was upon the face of your consciousness. But when God said, let there be light, let there be the introduction of knowledge. And he raised me and gave me light to give to a people that walk in darkness. See? When a void comes into your life, it's reflected in your appearance. It's reflected in your form. The body reveals its thoughts. So when I'm happy, I reflect it. And when I'm sad, I reflect it. So we got all these emojis. <laughs> and the emojis are the faces of Mood, how I'm feeling, an emoji with a fiery face, I'm so angry that so-and-so <laughs> Look at this, see, but when God said, let there be light. Let there be the introduction of knowledge to bring you out of the darkness of despair or hopelessness. Where we go into a corner, we isolate ourselves, we remove ourselves, but you're not to stay there. You're to wrestle with whatever it is that you're wrestling with. But you're wrestling with it with God. So that you can emerge again. So the thought in the darkness is always a coming out. Not a staying in. That's against the very force of life. Life is a driving force. So when I retreat, when I go in my corner, when I go to myself, when I go into my space, my thought is regrouping, building myself up to reemerge and come out.
a better me from the circumstance that weighed me down and I can't do it without the power of God in my life. He's the power in the darkness. Look at this. So when Moses is talking to the people and letting them know that he had been raised by God and that God had given him a light for the people who walk in darkness. You and I are a people who walk in darkness. We stumble, and the darkness here is ignorance. And I have studied my and our reaction and response to things, and I discovered that most of our reaction is rooted in ignorance. And the frustration builds when I cannot make sense of this. So God says, settle down. Be patient. Seek assistance through patience and prayer. Surely Allah God is with the patient. Settle down. Be silent. And let God work it out for you. Am I making sense? Look at this. The minister said, you and I are a people that walk in darkness and we are without form. And we have been made void. And anything that is voided has no value. You throw it away, you cut it up, you burn it up, or you put it where you can't look at it. A check with a big number on it that you were never able to cash because it was what? Voided. So you are a black man that doesn't have any value when the enemy wants to move. To move you, they move you. The regentrification that's taking place in all the major cities. They don't care how long you've been there. They let conditions get to such that the property value is decreased and then they move in and swallow up large swaths of land, lots, properties. Then they what? Rehab them, renovate them, put them back on the market, but we can't afford it. So they move us away. And in a slick way, well, you can go out there to, to the birds. You can go over there where, where what? You can afford it. So whenever they decide to move us, they move us. They move you and me. When they want to kill you, they kill you. This is all the minister's words. When they want to beat you, they beat you. When they want to raise you, they raise you. But it's always when they want it. And it is only after you press and press and press that they give in. 
And it's like a baby, the minister said, growing in the womb. Mama may not want to give an inch, but the baby may twist and kick the foot so much that it kicks your nerve and your legs go out from under you. You didn't mean to lose your balance, but it's that which is in you that is making you lose your balance. And so it is with the black man today. You are moving inside the womb of America. You're kicking, you're twisting. huh? What does that say? You have outgrown them. And when it's time for the baby to come out of the womb, it has reached its turn. And the womb can no longer accommodate the growth of the child. So any situation that you outgrow cannot constrain you, cannot hold you, because you have outgrown the confines of that place, of that situation. If you're in a bad relationship, you can't stay in there when you expand with knowledge. You have to be delivered. Y'all all right? Yes, sir. Brother, this clock isn't working for me. So it is with the black man today, you are moving inside the womb of America. You're not yet free, but your movement is causing trouble inside the womb, trouble inside the nation. The white man is feeling the movement of the black man because life is coming into you. And it's only a matter of time before we all will be free. But they hate your rise. So our schools, 14 of them, I think, of the HBCUs, receive bomb threats. While the consideration of a black woman to the Supreme Court is applauded by us and seen by many as progressive. But to others, it's a slap in the face. And they resent the fact that you are getting privileges and opportunities that they feel and have always taken the attitude of white privilege. Now this is real. And that's the anger and the hostility that is out there. So we are struggling in a hostile environment that is getting increasingly hostile and hateful by the minute. And it looks as though all of the so-called gains and progress made up to this point is all being turned backwards. We're in 2021 and it looks like we're headed into the 1960s. This is real. So they taking away our voting rights. I want you to look, look at this. Remember 
There are no rights that a black man should have that a white man feels he needs to respect. That's the attitude. Now all of these forces are serving the will of God for you. Because he said through his servant Elijah Muhammad, Louis Farrakhan, that we are in the time of separation and that we as a people will never get justice under them. So forces are moving us to have to consider, hey, we need to get out. We need to get out. How long can, do you stay in your mother's home under your parents' roof? They got their rules, they got their ways. And when you try to force your lifestyle on their lifestyle, there's gonna be what? So is not the idea to get a place of your own? Come on, come on. You didn't see anything wrong with separating from your mother, did you? You wanted your what? Independence. Were we not separated from the womb of our mothers? Because that womb could no longer accommodate the light. America cannot accommodate us. Look at the rise in unemployment in the black community. Look at the inflation. Look at everything is moving. The forces are moving us to the will of God to separate from the enemy. You keep complaining about their schools and uh, no social justice and economic justice and fair opportunity and fair housing and access to to um, um, health care, all of these things. But we keep begging. We keep depending. And the enemy wants to make you think that all of a sudden he cares about you. He loves you. We're, we're going to give you Negroes more token positions. So we will elevate you to these high positions. But what's happening in the streets? The little man. huh? The poor. So we got carjackings and robberies and all of that that's going on. But things are getting better for blacks. And we have greater inclusion today? Do we really? Okay. I may have come to the time, but look at this. Can we look for a moment into this darkness? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan quote said, the darkness the darkness we see now 
is not real. Talking about the darkness that night produces. When night comes, you are in what? The dark. But it's not real darkness. Uh-oh. How do you know? Because the minute the light comes, the darkness goes. Where did it go? It vanished. Why? Because it was not real in the beginning. The thing that is real is what produced the darkness. So if you go outside and face the east, the sun striking your body will send the shadow toward the west. So when you look at the shadow, you see the dark thing following you. But that which is following you is not real. What is real is the sun. And as the sun strikes you and you block that sun, you produce what is called darkness or a shadow. So when you are in the shadow of the earth, you call that night. The darkness is not real. It's a shadow produced by the motion of the earth in relationship to the sun. But what kind of darkness was that when there was no sun, when there was no moon, when there was no star? That is the darkness that is beyond the diameter of sunlight, beyond the wall of the universe. There is darkness, and that darkness is not a shadow. That darkness is real. So when they talk about the astronomers about a black hole, they're not talking about a shadow. They're talking about real darkness, and real darkness contains power. There's a power the minister said out there that is always bringing new objects into view. Stars are being born. Stars are dying. That power out there is bringing new objects out of darkness into light. The darkness of the womb is real darkness. So the Quran calls it triple darkness. Layers of darkness. And in that darkness is the power to create light. In that darkness is the germ of life. No matter how dark the day seems, no matter how dark the trouble is that you think you're in, in that darkness there is light. There is life if you hold on. You can't let the darkness overtake you until your mind becomes as dark as the darkness that envelops you. So the power of darkness is that it can create you after itself. So you avoid negativity. You avoid as much as possible entertaining yourself with negativity because the negativity will make you into itself. Y'all all right? Yes, sir. 
Sometimes we get in a bad spirit and we may liken it to darkness or gloom comes over the mind because of a thought we are thinking, real or imagined. Then that thought begins to reflect itself in our skin. It begins to reflect itself in our posture. And your shoulders begin to drop and you don't feel good. What happened to you? A thought in my brain is making me according to the darkness of that thought. So now I have become as dark and gloomy as what is in my mind. So it is with the real darkness that was in existence before there was light. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us, brothers and sisters, that an atom sparked in the darkness and God began to create himself out of the material of the darkness. He's telling us that matter was there, but the matter was doing nothing. It had no form. It had no aim, no purpose, until an atom sparked in the darkness. <laughs> That's why when we become so gloom, so overwhelmed by either grief, or depression except the right thought come into that darkness it has to spark life in the darkness that you feel your life being enveloped by mm. that's why the right word has to come and that's why we said a couple of weeks ago, if your parents listen to your children, don't be so quick to judge and condemn because when you cut off the avenue of communication and expression, you close that mind down. Oh, we don't have time. Oh, I, you know, I'm going to end it. Every week I keep saying, I get, we'll come back, we'll come back. It's because the profundity of this teaching is so profound. And I don't want to rush it. We're on a journey together. Because we're struggling together. But I'd like to close with this verse from the Quran. Read. This is the first commandment of God to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the Holy Quran. Read in the name of thy Lord. Boy, that right there is big. But look at what he's directing the reading on. Who creates, creates man from a clot. Who taught, uh, and pardon me, and thy Lord is most generous who taught by the pen, taught man what he knew not. Think about this now. The prophet could not read. He didn't know how to read, but the command of God was to read. Read 
in the name of thy Lord. So when you read something, you're directing your attention and applying your mind to the thing that your mind or attention is put on. So the learning process begins with observation. It begins with concentration. It begins with focus. The child doesn't know how to read. How does it learn? It learns through what? Observation, concentration, and a desire that feeds the will, that moves the child towards an object that is attracted to them. They didn't read how to walk from a book. <laughs> Their own nature moved them to walk, moved them and us to pull up on something and begin to make steps. Oh, there's so many lessons. Mm, mm, mm. And when Allah is directing the prophet to read in the name of thy Lord who creates, creates man from a clot. Mm. He wants the prophet to focus on our humble and us to focus on our humble beginning. The journey of life that starts with sperm. The sperm doesn't have an egg, a head, pardon me. It has a tail, mm. but it has intelligence. It knows what it wants. And it knows instinctively how to get to the goal. And nothing in that hostile environment kept the sperm. That's a nice little video. That's how we started. Say, what? What? And it's so small. But in order for our life to be conceived, we had to pull our life up against gravity. We said this last week and the week before, the three tests that prove your and my worthiness. You had to overcome tremendous odds. A hundred million, two hundred million, some say a billion to one. You are one of a billion that succeeded. So how can you say you're a loser? You're born a winner. You are born a winner. You gained and claimed the victory as a little sperm. Now check this out and we're going home. The sperm, a germ of life, had to attach itself 
to the walls of the uterus, to the egg. Watch this. The Arabic word for clot is al-alak. And al-alak means attachment or love. Look at this. Your life had to come into existence by attaching itself mm, to the firm walls or the walls of the uterus. It had to find a firm resting place. Otherwise, you and I could not be. Now, we succeeded in that stage of our evolutionary development to be. Now we're outside of the womb to become. But the same set of circumstances are now in another environment outside of the womb. Y'all with me? Adversity. Odds. Huh? And as a people, we got to pull ourselves up from the gravitational pull of the enemy's world. Mm. Y'all all right? Oh. When we come out from our mother, we are attached, latched to the mother. And it is from our latching to the breast of our mothers that we feed upon a substance that allows us to grow, allows us to evolve. Mm. Now, as you grow, family becomes a place, a structure, a unit by which each of us, what? Attach ourselves to. But if it's not firm, something can happen to the life. Oh. In the womb, if the walls are weak, if there's too much toxicity, too many chemicals, weaken the walls of the uterus so the life can never conceive. Mm. Let's take it outside of the womb. Toxic relationships. Toxicity in marriage, in family. How can I attach my life and my life grow and evolve if it's toxic. But I'm always seeking and looking for another wall, another firm resting place for my life to advance, my life to evolve, my life to move to the next stage of its evolutionary development. So everybody needs somebody. Are y'all following this? I'm closing. The attachment to God is the sure, firm, resting place for your life. Because when you attach yourself, 
to persons. You're bound to experience some disappointment. There's no relationship that within that relationship, disappointment is not experienced. So when I attach my existence woo, to you, baby, oh, I love you so much. So when there's a break, when there's a disappointment, I'm messed up. Toe up, broke up, and some of us lose it. So that's a form of insanity because I'm so disappointed. And out of that disappointment and frustration, I now become destructive. Mm. I can be destructive to the person that I feel caused me this grief and this misery and this sorrow and this pain. Or I can also be destructive to myself. Because of what? A broken relationship. A broken heart that sends me into a dark space and a dark place. Read in the name of thy Lord. Lord here is God who nourishes a thing from its lowest stage. And he, the Lord God, when he's in your life, he will bring your life stage by stage to its eventual perfection. He never leaves you we leave him. He's been with you from the very beginning of the journey. He's the light and the power in the darkness. Oh, brothers and sisters, we'll come back. You attach yourselves to friends. You attach yourself to school, institutions of learning. Attach yourself to society, right? It's natural. But what is the attachment for? That your life can be fed. Your, you can get more life out of the attachments, out of the relationships. For what? To move your life, build your life. So when God sees a people who have been detached, disconnected, and cannot grow beyond the condition that the detachment has created, he intervenes. Mm. And he sends them a man that's called a messenger of God. And that man becomes the firm resting place that the people can find hope in, strength in. Their lives begin to grow and evolve 
because that man is made firm for them. That man imparts a knowledge that allows you and me and the people to grow beyond the condition, beyond the circumstance, beyond the situation. That's the value of Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan to the body of black people and humanity. A firm, strong man who has an unshakable faith in God and has proven that God is real by all that they have suffered of opposition and adversity both from the enemy and the circumstances that have come into their lives. So God always raises a man out of the condition of the people. He's close to your condition so that you and I can know and discover God and know the love of God, not for them, not for those, but his love for us. My people, my people, our people who suffer in America. Do you love me, Lord? Do you love me, God? I see what you did for this one and for that one. Is the arm of the Lord too short that it cannot reach and reach and save a people like us? And God says, absolutely not. I'm going to raise one from among you, and through him, you will be delivered. You will grow. You will evolve. You will be free. And the burden that you carry, you will find relief. And after the difficulty comes ease. I offer you the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and these teachings that are absolutely the truth and full of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and guidance for your and my life. If you need somebody, and we all need somebody, then the one that God has given to you is sufficient. And all of these words that I lifted, it came from him, from God to us. And there are millions of words beyond the few that we share today. So don't let despair, don't let adversity don't let disappointment, don't let dissatisfaction over the things that have happened in your life, the things that have been done to you that are painful. But how are you going to find relief? Can you get it from the medication that the psychiatrist prescribes for you? It may restore some chemical imbalance. Do you get it from the therapist? 
Do you get it from the counselor? They have something of value. But who feeds the soul? Who can satisfy the soul that yearns to be at rest? Only God can satisfy the souls of men. Thank you for listening as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. All praise is due to Allah. Brothers and sisters, wasn't that a beautiful message? Part two of the struggle of life, the power in the darkness. Thank you. And we are hopeful and prayerful that you got some benefit from what we shared today. How many of you are visiting us here at Mas Mariam and those of you who are joining us on the uh, webcast? How many of you are here for your very first time? Can we see your hands? Any brothers? Welcome, welcome, my sisters. Welcome, we're honored to have you as our very special guest. How many of you believe that what you heard this morning to be the truth and good for our people? Can I see your hands? Praise be to Allah. How many of you that believe that what you heard to be the truth and good for our people want to learn more of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and want to become a part of the nation of Islam that we may unite as a people and do what we must do for our survival and our future. And what is that? We have to unite. We have to come together as a people to secure a better future for ourselves. Only you and I and we together with the guidance of God can improve the conditions under which we suffer. How many of you would like to do that? Let me see your hands. Would you, without feeling bashful or shy, I would like to shake your hands and welcome you to the Nation of Islam, welcome you to Mas Maryam on behalf of your brother, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Would you give me that honor and privilege, brothers that raise their hand that are here for the first time and want to learn more and become a part of the Nation of Islam? Come on down, my brothers and sisters, without feeling bashful. Come on. At this time, brothers and sisters, if you would like to join your Nation of Islam, we ask that you come down the center aisle and shake the hand of Minister Ishmael Muhammad. On behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, we would love for you to join and accept your own and become yourself. If you are tuned in to the live stream, you can also join. You can log on to noi.org forward slash join and complete the form, and one of our representatives will be out to contact you this week. Brothers and sisters, were we well fed this morning? Do we have a lot to dissect, a lot to go over? 
I know that personally I'll be re-watching this lecture, blasting it via text to my family and friends because there was so much that was in today's message. We thank Allah for our brother, student minister Ishmael Muhammad. We thank Allah for the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and we thank Allah for the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Without them, none of this would be possible. Brothers and sisters, as we bring this acceptance period to a close one more time, let's uh, welcome all of our brothers and sisters into the nation of Islam. And we thank Allah for our brother, student minister Ishmael Muhammad. One more time, brothers and sisters, one more time for student minister Ishmael Muhammad. Before we let you go, we have just two things that we have to handle and a few announcements and we'll be right out of your way. We ask that at this time, the Ministry of Finance comes down the center aisles with the receptacles. And in the Holy Quran, chapter two, verse 274, it reads, those who spend their wealth by night and day, privately and publicly, their reward is with their Lord and they have no fear, nor shall they grieve. So if you enjoyed today's message and you would like to give to help the work of the Nation of Islam, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We would like for you to give whatever Allah puts on your heart to give, whether it's small, big, no matter what the amount is, if you can give at this time. And if you're at home, you can go to noi.org forward slash donate and give online as well. Brothers and sisters, have y'all heard about the swan song? If you have not, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will be to address us February 27th for our annual Savior's Day message. He will be in the building, live and in living color. So if you're in Chicago, we would love for you to join us here at Mas Maryam. But if you're uh, somewhere around the country, you are still more than welcome to tune in to NOI.org as we hear one more time from that beautiful human being, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That is February 27th. We will start at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So make sure you tell all of your families and friends the flyer is circulating online. You can take that image and do what it, um, you know, send it out to the family and, and your co-workers. And we encourage everyone to be in the building on February the 27th. We also want you to visit our online store, brothers and sisters, at store.finalcall.com. There you can find a host of materials from books by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, books by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and so much more. And at this time, we also have 50% off for any book of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, From Message to the Black Man, Fall of America, Our Savior Has Arrived, and How to Eat to Live, Volumes 1 and 2. Log on to store.finalcall.com today. Uh, brothers and sisters, is there still a pandemic going on? We don't want you all to get too comfortable and let your guard down. So we always want to promote that the best and greatest defense against this pandemic is not a shot. Because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan warned us and he said that we will not be taking the COVID-19 vaccine, and we still stand firm on that belief. But our greatest defense is the God-given immune system that Allah has blessed us with. And if we treat that body properly and this body properly, we will, will be um, prepared to go to war in the event that we contract the virus. So if you would like information on immune boosters from good nutrition, sun, fresh air, exercise, things that you can treat it if you do contract the virus, you can find all of this at www.noi.org forward slash C19, the letter C19, and all of the information is there. I personally contracted it once and I made sure that I took the ivermectin when I had it, very few symptoms, and I, re I rebounded very quickly. 
We would also like to draw your attention if you would like to support the greatest newspaper on earth, The Final Call News. You can get a hard copy from the brothers and the sisters in the community, but you can also get a digital version by going to finalcalldigital.com, getting your subscription, and each week, this powerful periodical of truth will be sent directly to your cell phone or your tablet. We also want you to visit us online at finalcall.com. At the top of the page, you'll see a button that says Final Call Radio. You can click that button 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and hear powerful excerpts of lectures delivered by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and so much more. So visit us at Final Call Radio all throughout your week. If you have yet to hear, the Nation of Islam Supreme Bean Pie is now available for nationwide delivery. You can log on to thesupremebeanpie.com, uh, order your bean pie, and it will be sent directly to your door. And not only are you getting a magnificent and delicious treat, but these proceeds also support our independent education. If you would like, because you're not a sweet person, and you just want to support good independent education, you can mail a donation to Muhammad University of Islam, 7351 South Stony Island, Chicago, Illinois, 60649. Or if you would like to use modern technology, you can also zail your donation at muichicagofinance at gmail.com. Also, we want to invite you to come out on Fridays for our Jumai prayer service. Each and every week, if you're not able to be present in the building, you can also log on to NOI.org at 1 p.m. Central and join us for our weekly Friday congressional prayer. And then we also want to invite you on Wednesdays and Fridays to our weekly meetings at 7.30 p.m. Central. If you are near a mosque um, in your various cities, you can attend if your mosque is open. And if not, you can always log on to NOI.org and we broadcast a nation, national webcast each and every Wednesday and Friday as well. With that being said, brothers and sisters, please stand. Let's close out in prayer, and may Allah bless you all with a beautiful remainder of your week. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the Beneficent, the Merciful, Master of the day of judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship, and thine aid do we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors, and not the path of those whom thy wrath is brought down, nor of those who go astray after they have heard thy teaching. <laughs>